You're listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus 2018. No, wait, hey, wait, wait. Y'all forgot to sing my favorite Christmas carol, the 12 Days of Christmas. No, not that one. A one, a two, a one, two, three, no. four. I'm the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a fire-breathing dragon just for me. Yeah. And a fire-breathing dragon just for me. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three little pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two weed rats. And a fire-breathing dragon just for me. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four exploding birds. <laughs> three little pigs. Two weed rats. And a fire-breathing dragon just for me. Let me guess. Five onion rings. Five onion rings. Oh, I knew it. Four exploding birds. Three little pigs. Two weed rats. And a fire. Nine grues are growing. Hello and welcome to the ninth installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you either by one of our Jingling All The Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests, until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. Now, our guests have all left. It's just the cozy, long box family sitting around the Yule Log, sipping tea, cocoa, eggnog. Wayne. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. All right. <laughs> a little brandy in it. <laughs> we spent time with our friends and our podcast family, but now it's time to get intimate. It's just us long box folks for these last four days, and I have the honor of kicking off these last four days of the intimate Christmas, which sounds Ooh. like a movie on Lifetime television that doesn't end well. <laughs> Trust me, a man dies. It's lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I'm your host for this ninth day of Crusade, Miss Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. First, I'd like to welcome Pat, DJ Cristados, Samson. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas, Jared, to you. And speaking of this intimate time that we're having here, there's a certain magic that comes with the very first snow. For when the first snow is always a Christmas snow. Well, something wonderful is bound to happen. And I think this is proof. I think you're right, Pat. And I think that was beautiful sentiment. I think you should probably write that down because that was off the top of your head, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. All right. <laughs> well, let's check in on one of my other favorite Christmas traditions, Delvin the Darkwood Williams. You're a tradition unto yourself, my friend. Welcome oh, to the show. Oh, thank you. It's much like Kwanzaa, you know, except everybody just gets Transformers. It's still pretty cool, right? <laughs> I'd be down for a holiday where people get Transformers. We should. We should just have a holiday where people get Omega Supremes like I did last year. It was great. That's right. The Crusade Miss Angel brought you a <laughs> Omega Supreme. I heard a rumor that the Crusade Miss Angel has already procured your magical gift for this year, Delvin. What? I didn't even ask for anything. Oh, maybe oh you but you did. <laughs> but you, but you did. That's the magic you of the cru- Crusade Miss Angel. It. I got to figure out how to get on the receiving end of this Crusade Miss Angel thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Seriously, I, I didn't ask last time. I certainly didn't ask this time. Yeah. So, geez, I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. Well, who knows what might come your way. And speaking of things that come your way every Christmas and drink all your eggnog and peek at their presents when they're not supposed to. It's my evil brother, Jason. Merry <laughs> Christmas, Jason. I don't have to peek at my presents to know you're getting all the good ones and I'm getting all the crappy ones. <laughs> Uh, it's, that's too true. Welcome to the show, Jason. <laughs> Official titles, Jason, the Weasel Skull, all break. The Christmas Weasel. <laughs> Christmas Weasel is in good spirits. Doesn't matter if I get the G.I. Joe Whale or the Jump Jet Pack. I'm just going to be happy. Well, it's the Jump Jet Pack. Damn it. Oh, goodness. Does anybody else smell pipe smoke? I noticed no. that uh, that Frosty we built out front is missing that corn cob pipe. Oh. I don't know what happened to it. Pat. <laughs> Where's Pat? Oh, Pat. <laughs> It's okay, guys. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, before this gets off the rails and this smoke really hits Pat hard, <laughs> as you heard in the singing intro, today is Nine Gruza Gruing, which means we are unwrapping Gru, number 22 from the Marvel Run. A brief history of Gru. Gru has amazingly long legs, and I'm not talking about the character, although his legs are very thin in proportion to his body. I'm talking about the series. There have been over 180 five issues of Gru. It started with Pacific Comics, where it did I can't remember a handful, I want to say somewhere between 12 and 24 issues, and then it hit its Marvel run where it did 120-something, 130-something-ish issues. After that, it got picked up by Dark Horse where they did a series of mini-serieses, that's hard to say, four issues each, and they've done a bunch of those, and then they did a 12-issue maxi-series. And anyway, long story short, over 185 issues of Gru. It is created by Sergio Aragones. You may know him from Mad Magazine. He does all those neat little cartoons, little funny little cartoons that are in the margins and the borders. He's done some other featured work for them as well, but anybody who read Mad as a kid knows about those little cartoons that show up around the borders and in the margins. That's all Sergio. Helping Sergio with this comic is Mark Avanier. It might be Avanier. I'm not sure. We're going to say Mark Avanier. Mark helps Sergio because Sergio's native language is Spanish. Mark helps make the comic make sense for the American audience and helps with the dialogue. He's probably most famous in the cartoon world. He was heavily involved in writing the Garfield cartoon and some Scooby-Doo cartoons, Plastic Man cartoons. I mean, we could go on and on and on. He has a huge resume and he's also worked on more than a handful of comics. This one goes all the way to the letterer, folks. Stan Sakai is the letterer on this book. If that name sounds familiar, it's probably because you've heard of his samurai rabbit character known as Usagi Yojimbo. Stan Sakai is the creator of that. So there's a bunch of talented people on this book. Now, some of the main reasons I love this book are it's genuinely funny. There are some good laugh out loud moments in the book. I laughed when I was a kid. I still laughed as an adult. I don't know what that says about me, but we'll find out from the panel. I think the art is great. It's often overlooked because it's a cartoony style, but when you look at how much detail and how many people Sergio packs into each panel, and if you ever get a chance, maybe go on YouTube and watch Sergio create one of these panels. The speed at which he does it is insane. The book is just fun and whimsical, and what I like most about it is it's a nice break in your reading stack. It's almost always a one-and-done book. It's lighthearted. It's funny. It always follows the same format, and we can talk more about that 
when we get into it, but I like its consistency. So that's it about the book. Let's pass it around the room to find out, have any of you read a Gru book before? We'll start with Delvin. No, I have never read a Gru book before. I've heard of Gru. You mentioned Mad Magazine. I've read Mad Magazine before, and I definitely know the name Sergio Aragones, but never read Gru. All right. Christmas Weasel. Also, no. I know that you read it a lot growing up, and I stole many of your comics, but this is one that I just never had a lot of interest in. I did read a lot of Sergio's work in Mad Magazine, but never read Gru. And Pat, DJ, Chris Kringle, Christados. I can't say if I have or not, because it's been a long time. It's been something I've always saw and always caught my eye. Mm-hmm. It is something I have been grabbing, as I've seen in bins, been kind of scooping it up here and there as I can. Good for you. Not sure if you've actually cracked one open and read it cover to cover before. Yeah, it's probably my first time. I've probably skimmed through it mm-hmm. before, All right. just to look at the art. It is fun to look. I think he's saying it feels like the first time. I'm kind of embarrassed that I have to bring this up, but you know, for the rest of us, it's a reading rainbow. Okay, I'm good. That's all right. We can we can combine our shows on this. Oh, this I is like the, it. This is the catch-all so, of, of all. We got a wishy-washy pad at the end, but we're taking the it's re- Christmas rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> it's a Christmas rainbow. Christmas rainbow. Christmas rainbow. Reindeers in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> the black ice is high. I see down. that pipe smoke is hitting Pat hard now. It's in the chimney. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with chimney. <laughs> I hear you thinking. You're not going to come up with <laughs> I know. I'm trying. I can't. For today's episode, I asked the team to read this particular issue, number 22, because, well, no reason at all, really, and that's the beauty oh. of it. You can pick up just about any issue of Gru. Like I said, they're all one and done. There are some overarching themes and story arcs that'll weave their way through, but it's a beauty of a book in that you can just pick up any of them. Really, the reason I had them read 22 is when I was filling out my list of what I was going to have people read for Crusademus. It was the one I'd read most recently, and I like the cover art, so those are really the only reasons you need. Brief summary of the issue, and I do mean brief. You've got Gru, who's a lovable warrior who's not very smart, and he's traveling to a new city. Just so happens that there's a political envoy also heading to the city to broker a peace deal whose name is also Gru, spelled G-R-U as opposed to the G-R-O-O of Gru, but spelling doesn't really matter when you say it. Mistaken identity happens, hijinks ensue. That's really all you need to know. So let's find out what the guys thought about the issue, and maybe more importantly, the overall concept of Gru. Let's start with with the Christmas web. Delvin. So I am good with the art being cartoony. I must admit that I read this on my phone, so I did not get to bask in the glory of all the detail. Um, but what I wanted to mention was, you know, I know who Gru is and I've never read a book, as I said before. And that is a credit, you know, to Sergio Aragones that he has that style and it is so inimitable that I'm like, yep, I know who that is. I didn't even need to read the credits. I, I can even remember everyone else from the credits. I remember Sergio. So I think that speaks to the drawing power of the book itself. The repeated gag of the ambassador Gru getting his butt kicked wherever he went else. <laughs> funny. Doesn't take much for me to laugh. That definitely tickled the tummy feathers. If there's a bad, the Gru and Gru gag was very prolonged and kind of improbable. I mean, which fits because it's Gru and it's supposed to be silly, but I thought it was kind of overused and you know me well, Jared. If there's one thing I hate, it's using the same joke over and over. <laughs> That's for sure. I have evidence of the contrary. That is a <laughs> 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 Sir. 
You don't need to try to do your New Year's resolution of not trying to do a joke over and over and over again. That can wait. You got a few weeks for that. These nuts! (laughs) So, that's actually all I have. So, let's pass it to Jason. Okay, thanks, Delvin. Like I said, I know Jared read this a lot when we were kids growing up. I always thought Jared was kind of a simple simple child. So I was like, eh, kind of seems a little immature for me. You know, I was reading like Frank Miller's Dark Knight and Ronin and all that good stuff. This grew thing seemed kind of ridiculous. So I cracked this open. And Jason was all like, I'm eating Grey Poupon and I don't like regular mustard. <laughs> Yellow no, mustard. No, man, I was very sophisticated in my comic reading back in the day. You wouldn't find Gru in my stack. And he's also, I'm wearing guest jeans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't wear no Levi. <laughs> Levi's was suckers. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed this one. It was really good. I enjoyed the comedy of errors, and I thought the facial expressions were very funny. There was just a ton of humor in the book. And Jared, you touched on it in your intro. What really surprised me was the art in this thing was just, it was spectacular. There was tons of detail as far as weapons and backgrounds and armor. It was way better than I anticipated. So I had a lot of fun reading this one. What do you think, Pat? I agree too. I think you you really said it there with the artwork that just how detailed this really is. I could sit there and it took me a while to, I want to say, read it. I wasn't necessarily reading it. I was more looking at the art page by page as well. You could just watch the page and you can kind of see the story being played out there as well. It was really good. Again, Gru has been something that's always caught my eye. I've never really gotten a chance to just break down and read it until now. Like I said, I've been collecting it so I could eventually read it as I get through my crusade chronicles and that. Going back to the artwork too is it's something that has caught my eye along with Usagi Jimbo as well too. Mm-hmm. That also caught my eye too as although it may look like it's not the comic book that you think it is or the art you're looking for. There is something really going on where it's maybe oh well that's kind of simple-ish or that but there's really something to be said with just simple art. Being able to put out that amount of issues. Wow that's a lot. I didn't know that many were out there. Gosh, yeah. And it continues. They keep mm-hmm. many series and special issues. In fact, as I was doing the research for this episode, I found out there's a Gru versus Conan book out there, and I've got to get my hands on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the story-wise, like you said, it's a simple one and done. There was lots of laughs to be found along the way. Even in just, again, going back to the artwork, just some laughs in the art that you would see and find funny, you know, when the guy gets beat up. <laughs> well, I think you hit on something earlier, too, that art really helps tell the story. And I think that's because Sergio's, he's not really writing the words Mark Ravonier is. Mm. So he's really telling the story through the art and then telling Mark, this is the concept. And Mark's writing a lot of the jokes. I mean, I'm sure Sergio had plenty of jokes himself, but Mark really brings it all together. So they made a good team. Yeah, interesting. And I do like that aspect of Stan Sakai as well, too, in there. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know he did the lettering for it. I know. This is like, he's famous for so much else. And you're like, oh, yeah, lettering for Gru. It's great lettering, too. If you look at the emphasis and the sizes and stuff he chooses. Mm-hmm. It's good work. Like Devlin said, this particular story where they kind of were drawing that joke of, you're Gru, no, you're Gru. And that being kind of played out was kind of a little bit long, but they had to get the pages in there. Yeah, you're right. I won't argue with either one of you on that. As I reread it today, that was the one thing that caught my eye. I said, maybe I should have picked a different issue because they really did that joke beat. Like you said, I think they had to fill pages mm-hmm. all the way through and all the other books aren't necessarily like that. It's not overly wordy either. So it was kind of a quick read, but I found myself really slowing down 
to look at the art. Gruz is a guy that's always interests me, knowing that he's supposed to be funny. He's a warrior. So you show me a guy with two swords. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in. This guy looks pretty cool. <laughs> I'm all in. Two swords. Yeah. Uh, two swords. I'm in. He's got... <laughs> hack and slash let's go so you add some comedy to that ah, really good i enjoyed it that's good to hear just giving one last recommendation on this book and this series overall it's just a fun book and like i said i think my favorite thing about it is it's a nice break in your reading stack it's something mm-hmm. of a palate cleanser if you will maybe you're reading some of those heavier books like jason was with dark knight and all that stuff mm-hmm. and you pick mm-hmm. up a group and uh-huh. get <laughs> you pick up a group you have a few laughs like says not overly wordy it's a breezy read it's fun to look at just kind of gives you a little break in your reading stack so that's probably my favorite thing about it. How much so, have you read? I've read a lot of Gru. If I had to guess at a number of issues, maybe 50 issues or so, I'm mm-hmm. trying to put together a full run of the Marvel ones. I'm getting pretty close. The earlier ones, obviously, the ones that are hard to find. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between 1 and 20, issues 1 through 20 are the ones I'm most trying to put together. Okay. Got a pretty good run going. They've released the 12-issue maxi series they did for Dark Horse. They did a nice hardback of that that I picked up recently on the cheap one. Amazon. So I would encourage anybody, if you're just like, I might want to try some Gru, go ahead and go on Amazon and do Gru hardback or Gru trade paperback and just pick one up. It's a great way to jump in. So now that I've done a sales pitch for Sergio and Mark and Stan, I do believe it's time that we rate our interest in the series using the official Crusade Miss Candy Cane scale on a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes. 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all. How many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of Gru Jason? This one was a hard one for me because, you know, I do the usual formula of humor, heart, spectacle, and art. And there's not really a lot of heart to this book. If I had to compare it to a movie franchise, it'd be like Airplane or, you know, Top Secret or something like that. The only time they show any heart is to make fun of it later on. Having said that, those are exceptionally fun. So, I was gonna I say, felt, you picked two very good movies. I know, and, and, and I felt the same way about this book. So I rated it full threes on humor, spectacle, and art, and I'm going to give it a bonus point for Jared's passion and just the uniqueness of the comic. So I'm going to give it 10 candy canes. What about you, Devin? I like it. I will give it eight, and I hope that reflects that I thought that it was good. You know what? I've picked up palate cleansers before, but I guess I usually like my comic books to have a little bit more weight to it and not the humor thing being the only thing. And I guess that's why I didn't collect a ton of Matt Magazine growing up. But I don't want that to take away from Sergio and company putting out what was a good book. And it was funny and it did make me laugh and I did enjoy it. Pat, what do you think? I'm going to kind of go against Jason here where I think the heart was here and it's in the art. See what I did there? <laughs> well, it's a start. Don't <laughs> be <Somebody laughs> fart. <laughs> I knew I went there. Sorry, I went there. I want to hit you in the chest with a dart. <laughs> that will leave a mark. Nope. Nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> I gotta go. I put it, I got a pop tart. <laughs> Like I said, I think the heart is in the art. If you look to see how much detail, and to me, that's the way I feel it. I mean, Sergio put his heart into this every issue, I would think, just from what this one particular issue. So there's heart there. I hope so. Either that, he's so phenomenally talented that I hate him. (laughs) Can be bold. Is that why you don't like Jared? (laughs) No. Uh, You got a whole other list. This is the latest in a long, long list, Pat. (laughs) 
But I am going to give this an 11. Oh, I like it. Because, like I said, I kind of spoiled it it in the beginning. This is something that I am tracking down like Jarrett, too, to get as many issues as I can as I see them out in the wild, so to say. They are fun Um, to find in the wild. As I find them, I'm grabbing them, specifically these Marvel series ones, because they are the ones that I kind of remember seeing them in the rack on the shelves, wherever I would go to get comics, either at the PDQ or at the Walden Books. Going to give it an 11. And I'm definitely looking for more. Jared, I meant to ask you why it was an epic title. Because I thought the epics were like the more adult. You know, it's funny you should say that. Is I always thought that too. And I don't know if that was true. I just remember you telling me that when I was a kid. So I got it from you. But last year's Crusade Miss, we did ElfQuest. And I think we that did fell Elfquest under Epic. Fell well. under Epic as well, yep, when Marvel so, took it over. I think Epic was really just an imprint that they did to say this isn't in the Marvel Universe. I don't know. Maybe if listeners know, let us know. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Epic put those books out, you know, if you wanted it all. But you can't. <laughs> what? If, <laughs> In your face, but you can't wear it. We broke this song out last Crusade. It's in one of the outtakes. It's a lie. Uh oh, not a lie. We probably did it first. Is Pat was going Christmas? What is it? Christmas. What is it? Yeah, there we go. That's going to be our next Crusade mess. You want the whale, but you can't have it. We gave it to Jared Watch him grab it What is it? Go box, Jason Go Oh, goodness. Before this goes all the way off the rails, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the book. I don't have to give a last recommendation because I jumped the gun and did that earlier. But I do want to say that if you are looking for a little more heart, somewhere around issue 30-ish, Gru ends up getting a dog named Roferto, who becomes a regular character. And Roferto and Gru's relationship will eventually melt your heart here and there. So there is heart to come, and I think they just hadn't found it yet. So if I had to do this all over again, I probably would have picked a book a little later in the series without the repetitive Gru joke and with Referto, but that's bad on me, but at least we got a flavor for the book, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Well, that will wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we cover here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try, you can let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at Longbox Crusade, Facebook at Longbox Crusade, or email us at contact at Longbox Crusade. We'll compile all the feedback for all 12 Days of Crusademus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade, or maybe we have another sneaky plan up our sleeve. You never know. And if you're loving Crusavis and didn't get a chance to listen last year, scroll back far enough in our feed, you'll find all 12 episodes of Crusademus 2017. Thanks for listening, everybody. That Crusademus 2017 was epic. <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Be sure to come back tomorrow and find out what the next gift is from under the tree here at the festively decorated Longbox Studios. Until then, DJ Chris Kringle Christanos play one of my favorite Christmas jams and try to make it James Bond related. Christmas. Grow. They need sunshine 
sunshine can't grow Christmas trees alone. They need raindrops. Raindrops can't grow Christmas trees. Here's the reason why. In the winter, rain will freeze and the trees will die. Songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We make no money on this podcast, and it is for entertainment purposes only. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. I'm going to do the um, thing Jared hates and plug my headphone in now. Do it before the call! You should do something for Thanos, you know, since the movie's coming out. What movie? Thanos. The little the little thing that comes inside your lunchbox that keeps your drinks cold? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I didn't know that was going to be so moving. No, Thermos. you put soup in it. I might do that. I'll be back. If you want to. All right. I'll just sit here by myself.
Who's there? Who's there? Who's there? What's that? Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> Somebody there? Who's that? I hear someone. Who's there? We got Pat what? back. Pat, you here? Yeah, I've been here. I'm just waiting for you guys to stop talking. Oh. All right. Wait. Might be a minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> you got in over your head quick there, my friend. <laughs> Well, for today's episode, I asked the team to read. I need a new kidney. <laughs> I got it. See, something rhymes. Uh, I love well, Jack Benny. What? I <laughs> shouldn't be going <laughs> Welcome to hour two of this episode, Crusaders. <laughs> Australia's capital is Sydney. Nice. For some reason, I was not expecting to be the first one to start. Doesn't have his script up. <laughs> I did. Oh, I do. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there it That's is. All right, we need outtakes, so we're good. <laughs> That's me. Pass it around the room, Delvin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 